And there I kind of realized quickly what I didn't like to do. So it was a process of an elimination. That's my favorite part about the job is really being able to contribute to a memory for somebody and a really great touch point and understanding how we could bring a story to life. If you see something cool, take a picture, take note of it. And then one day you'll remember it for a new client that you have and you need uh, to help them tell that story. Welcome to today's episode of Business Night Out. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, my name is Carol. I am a business student. Business Night Out is an interview-based podcast. Each episode, we will be featuring a guest, either from school or from industry. Today, we have the privilege of speaking to Angela, who is a creative and ambitious professional with passion for storytelling. Angela is now a senior manager at KGNA, an award-winning PR firm that focuses on architecture and real estate. And previously, she worked at RupiCore and Sephora. With an entrepreneurial spirit, she has also co-founded several projects and businesses. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. Thank you so much, Angela, for joining me. We're so happy to have you here. First, I would love us to get started with five warm-up questions. And the first question is, what is your favorite food? Oh my God, my favorite food. Okay, I love trying new food, so this is really hard. But I have to say my mom's home-cooked simigang, which is this Filipino dish. Yeah, so it's like a, like a sour pork bone soup type dish. And it's just like, it reminds me of home. But also like recency bias, it might be sushi as well. So either one of those. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? I don't have a favorite movie. That's really hard. But I have favorite genres. So one would be sci-fi and the other is, <laughs> it's like horror, but like paranormal horror films. I love that too. It's just so out there and you're like, I don't even think it's gonna happen in real life, but I love living in like the moment. What would you be your dream job other than PR or events? Um, I think it would definitely be like in entrepreneurship and owning something for myself. Yeah. If you would ever had your own podcast, what would you interview and why? I actually thought about this a lot. So if I had my own podcast, depending on the theme. So one of them I was thinking of was more like travel-based and finding people that their stories when they're traveling, a lot of people have a lot of like life revelations while they're on the road or like they meet new people. So I think it'd be a diverse group of people, like somebody from like a refugee camp or somebody that, that had an idea for a business while they were traveling like Europe or something. The other set would be Similarly, people that have achieved a certain level of like quote unquote success, um, but they're like super values driven. So people that I would interview would, I think lately, one of my favorite talks was by Tristan Walker of the CEO of Walker and Company. And I thought that was interesting. I think a lot of women leaders like Yara Shahidi, Shay Mitchell, Riza, just like really powerful women that have really paved the way for different industries. And last question. Coffee, tea, or alcohol? I don't drink coffee. So like I'm not a big like caffeine person because it makes my heart rate. Um, I love matcha tea, but I would also be like, like I like alcohol too, like every once in a while. So yeah. tea or alcohol. Okay, that's all of the warm-up questions I have. Angela, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, what did you learn, just anything about yourself? Yeah, so Angela, um, right now I'm the senior manager of events at KGNA. It's a boutique award-winning PR firm. 
And we focus on like architecture, real estate, and just really the urban landscape. And what sparked my interest in PR was definitely just the ability to tell stories and have that communicated and have it remembered by the masses and really shaping people's perceptions of different brands. And I think that is really what interested me in this career field. Do you ever have this specific moment that you'd be like, wow, I love storytelling. I love PR. I love marketing. Yeah, I think it. It almost came naturally because I know I discovered I loved writing. I went to Schulich School of Business at York University. And there I kind of realized quickly what I didn't like to do. So it was a process of an elimination. And then I realized I loved writing and I loved communicating and um, giving presentations or just like writing things out. And then I think it almost by default, it went to like PR and understanding and crafting a story and being able to give people different experiences. So that's sort of how I landed here. That's wonderful. Can you give us a little brief overview of your career journey and what led you to the current role as senior manager of events at TGNA? Yeah, of course. I've tried many, many different things in the short amount of time that I've been in the workforce. So essentially, I started off like my first professional career was in executive recruitment. So that was my internship. And there I really learned more about just like people skills and and crafting a good story because in an executive recruitment, we would talk to these like C-suite level professionals and ask them like how they got started and what's their career journey. And then being able to like really understand from their perspective and being able to concise stories was a really great skill I learned there. And then I went on into working at Sephora as a total in total rewards as an intern. And then after school, got converted to a consultant there and total rewards as well. So there, that was more of a very analytical role, but it was interesting because even in analytics, you're really trying to find the pattern and the story from what these numbers are telling you. So again, it's still back to the story, like you're you're analyzing these data points, but it, but then what is the overall overarching pattern and what can we really obtain from this information? And then after that, I started working in a project management role. So I was project lead at Rupi Kaur Inc. So she's the New York Times bestselling author and poet. And from there, I really, really like honed in on so many different skill sets. Like we, we launched a cookbook under her. We did a world premiere for her movie on Amazon Prime now. We organized a world tour and then we also launched her new book as well so it was definitely all around everything um and I actually worked a lot with the PR team for her so a lot of the interviews I got to like really um be a part of and understand what kind of story you want to craft and a lot of the photo shoots like everything you could think of working behind for an artist I got to do and then recently I found myself in events at KGNA and that really just came from the love of creating really memorable experiences. I think that that's my favorite part about the job is really being able to contribute to a memory for somebody and a really great touch point and understanding how we could bring a story to life through that way. So that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, cool. I believe creating memorable experience is just such a rewarding experience. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. have you ever faced any challenges while creating memories for others? Yeah, I think there's probably two. Yeah, two challenges that I've come to face most prominently. I think 
One of them project-based, it was probably more of the timeline piece. Sometimes there's definitely a, a, a time crunch with, every, with some projects. And then sometimes you're like, I don't even know how we're going to put it together. It's impossible. But again, there's obviously nothing is ever impossible. And you just really got to like roll up your sleeves and try and get the work done. And you'll be surprised once you ask. More times they, you get lucky and they say yes. So the time is also a barrier. I guess in a more general and personal notes, um, one of the challenges is really like just believing in yourself that you can do the job well and do it to the best of your abilities. And I think as the young professionals, you often get scared or you're like, oh, I don't know if I can really do this. It's the whole imposter syndrome thing. But once you really hone in and be self-aware and understand your strengths and your weaknesses and play to your strengths and also be willing to learn, I think there's great great power in understanding that you you do bring value to the table and not being afraid to really speak your mind. You mentioned that like, a lot of times you face a very tight timeline. Yeah. I'm just wondering how would you manage the deadlines and how would you prioritize things when there's a lot of tasks going on? I think it's well organization is a really big skill set to have as an event planner and producer, making sure that your event is as good as its details. So making sure that you write everything down. I <laughs> I have two agendas, two notebooks, Google Calendar, like everything has to be organized. And then you also list in order of priority. So I think when it's things like a time crunch, you have to remain calm. And I think taking a step back and really analyzing the situation for what it is and then coming up with a like a game plan to the best of your abilities is really, really important. And honestly, sometimes you, you just have to pull late nights and it is what it is. Like you, you got to do what you can for the client and for the project. And yeah, it's not going to be forever, but I think it's, it's really important to see what you're made out of sometimes too. Do you often use certain tools like calendar invites or just like to-do lists? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like List, calendar invites, calendar reminders. That's a big thing. I write everything down. If you're ever in a meeting with me, I'm always typing or I'm always writing something because I'm like, my memory is not amazing. So it's definitely a tool that allows me to keep on top of everything. I, th I think writing things down is definitely a powerful skill in storytelling and marketing as well because you have to keep details. Because you mentioned storytelling is your favorite part of the job and is very important in marketing. I'm just wondering how does storytelling play an important role in your work in events and PR? Yeah, I definitely think it's almost the core of what we do, right? So let's say for events specifically, what you're doing is taking that story and transforming it into a different medium. So it's how do you take this brand story and how do you come up with concepts for an event? So let's say that one of their core values is like wellness and like health. What does that look like in the physical sense? Does that mean aromatherapy sessions? Is it sound baths? How do you get all of your senses really submerged into the experience and really feeling the whole story and the values of a company? And I think that is sort of where the creativity part comes in. And it's always thinking outside of the box is really interesting too, because I think as an event producer you have to be creative and you have to get inspiration from so many different sources so being able to always be on the lookout and if you see something cool take a picture take note of it and then one day you'll remember it for a new client that you have and you need like to help them tell that story you're really just a student of the world could you share an example of 
a successful storytelling campaign you've ever led or been part of? Yeah, um, I think one of my favorites was actually when I was working with Rupee and we launched a South Asian vegetarian cookbook called Made with Prima, which means made with love. And the story behind that was so beautiful, it was co-authored by a mother-son duo. And all the proceeds actually went to the CNIB, which is the Canadian National Institute for the Blinds, because they both experienced significant vision loss. And her son, Prasanna, is actually legally blind. So it was very interesting to curate like this labor of love to tell stories through cuisine. And really, it was like a celebration of culture, cuisine, love, love mother and son, and sharing their culture and their family traditions with the world. So I thought that was a really, really interesting story that I got to be a part of and help bring to life. That's such an inspiring story. And um, we all know that storytelling and uh, content marketing is very important in today's mm-hmm. marketing. Um, yeah. Do you have like any ideas like how storytelling influences the way like consumers perceive a product or a brand specifically? I think with consumers, I think it's definitely... You have the story because you want to create an emotional bond or relatability. And people get behind brands that have stories and values that align with themselves. So I think once you have that emotional pull, I think the thing with marketing, it's a study of psychology and consumer behavior. And once you get granular into that, you understand why people get behind certain things. Let's say like Nike, for example, just do it. They're a very aspirational brand. Even the people they partner with, they're all athletes. They're all people that push the limits. And people that are get behind Nike are the ones that aspire to be people that are outliers. And, you know, I think it's being able to, like taking that was a connection that I made right off the top of my head because I know Nike's story and it resonates with me. So I think creating that storytelling aspect and creating something relatable is what makes really great brands successful. I totally agree. I've seen examples of Apple's advertisement and they had the advertisement targeted people with disabilities. And I was to add, I literally cried. Oh, I love that. I think it's the emotional heartstrings. And I think that's also why marketers, PR professionals, they're so smart because they know how to get you. But it's also like from that commercial, you have a new perspective on the world too. So brands definitely have a huge responsibility and role to play in how we perceive the world. So it's it's a really fun space. Yeah. Especially when you get to know the brand, what they care is. They care about social responsibility. Exactly. And you want to like buy their products. You want to support them. Exactly. Yeah. Would you say Nike is your favorite brand or would you say like, there are other brands you think that's amazing with uh, I think it's one of the top. They're killing it with marketing. Nike's obviously killing it. I think even on a smaller scale, I really like 437, the swimwear brand. They're originally from Toronto. I respect different brands for different things. So 437 does an amazing job with influencer marketing. And they really built great, just like great brand and their marketing strategy is just genius. I think when I think of brands, I also think about people like Rihanna has an incredible brand. And that also transferred to a diverse portfolio of businesses that she has. I think Selena Gomez is a great brand. I think it's just interesting how people could really formulate such great stories around themselves or as companies. And it just, it just really resonates. And then people are inspired 
I know storytelling is involved a lot in PR and marketing. So would you share how would you approach incorporating the brand or the client's values into storytelling? Yeah, I think with PR specifically, what we definitely do, especially with new clients, we do download calls or new projects. You have to understand the project or the client at its core to be able to tell a really good story. So let's say like an hour discovery call, just learning about who they are, origin of the idea, where the founders are from. Like those are the things that build foundations towards the story that we want to tell. So let's say that they're at the core of who they are is they're the most innovative, they're industry leading, and that affects the kind of concepts we come up with for uh, an event side. So if it's industry leading, what can we do? Is it something with VR? Is it something that's just next level, like new out of the box? And I think that's, that's sort of where I think you can get creative with storytelling while incorporating their values as a company, because at the core, what you're trying to do is really make it memorable and have it stick with people's minds. So it, it's the same thing when you think of you go to an event and you get a gifting bag. You get that bag because all those things in it is basically a reflection or an extension of what they want you to know about them as a brand. So it's it's very interesting. And that's sort of how it's like the small details that you create in an event that subconsciously makes connections to that specific brand. So the next time you look at a candle, you think of wellness. And then you think of wellness, you think of sage, stuff like that. So it's very interesting. I tell you really love your job right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering, looking ahead, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years and what are your career goals in the future? Oh, that's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely love PR. So I think storytelling has to be in my life in some way, shape or form. I could still see myself in PR, but I definitely do. As I said before, entrepreneurship has always called me and has always been something of interest with stuff I've done on the side. So it's definitely something there. I think in the space of personal development, wellness, health, and even like networking and mentorship, I think that's very much aligned with what I value as a person. So if I'm not in PR, I probably start something myself. So let's see. (laughs) Have you ever started your own business before? Yeah, I co-founded a couple. I had a creative agency with one of my best friends. We did branding work for small businesses, a little bit of social media management. And then I also was a founding member for a, a charitable initiative during COVID called iPads for Patients, where we used technology to connect patients to their loved ones when it was visitor restrictions. And the last one was an affordable luxury picnic company. So that one was interesting as well. So that was also an event which did help me land my role currently. We all know starting a business is really hard. Yeah. Ever faced any challenges and how would you solve them? The challenges with starting businesses is I think a lot of people say the hardest part is starting. I agree and don't agree at the same time. I think when you're starting, like for yourself, you started this podcast and you're right. Like you said, you have to ride the momentum because they're excited about it. So you act on it. And they think that is the way to go because when you act fast, you could iterate and pivot as you're learning. At least you started. I think the hardest thing is to scale and stay committed to it. And that's still something that I'm trying to learn and navigate because 
what I realized is that you need to be completely passionate about whatever you're working on because there's gonna there's 100% gonna be days when you're like I don't want to do this I don't want to do it anymore it started fun but now it's not fun so it's making sure that whatever business you're starting in is something that you truly love because love will get you through the days when you're not motivated and it's more about discipline and consistency than anything so I think yeah so I think it's that <laughs> I started this podcast really because I love talking to people and I kind yeah. of split the conversation into a more genuine and more professional yeah. type so yeah you're doing a great job I, I love it before you had a creative agency and you did social media management so I'm just wondering how was experience it was great I it was one of the first businesses that I really went and just tried out. It was such a great learning curve. I learned a lot about being in business with a friend. I took Hannah Eve's social media marketing course. She's a, a pretty prominent figure in that space and understanding what social media marketing is and like what do clients need and the pillars for social media content and all the fun stuff. So it was fun and having creating processes and systems to make your job more efficient was really fascinating for me because I really do like operations as well. So understanding how to organize certain things, what kind, what is the client process from onboarding to weekly calls and really being tied to the results that you're giving. So understanding the analytics behind um, any of the projects that you work on. So it was it was a really, really fun experience and it was really the first taste into entrepreneurship and I am forever grateful for it. That's so impressive to hear. You've done so many things and company <laughs> marketing and storytelling. It really inspired oh, me. Oh, that's so wow. sweet. You're inspiring me. Like, I can't. <laughs> okay, one last ending question I ask everyone. What advice would you have for individuals who are considering a career in PR or marketing? I think, so there's definitely like two things I always say to people. If you want to get into PR and marketing, it is a lot about the network you make. So I think reaching out to as many people as possible, putting yourself out there, telling people that you're interested in marketing and PR, like that is all part of really taking your own initiative to make things happen for yourself. And secondly, obviously, you're applying to these internships, you're applying for like these jobs. But there's a lot to say for taking matters into your own hands and starting something yourself. So whether that be a podcast, whether that be a creative agency, whether that's like volunteering your time for a nonprofit in the marketing or PR capacity, like I think it is always about taking initiative and really building the skill sets that are transferable to the role that you want to get eventually. And I think when people think of networking, a lot of the times people think it's there's a negative connotation of it being transactional. And for myself specifically, I think I used to have that, especially in university when I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to networking events. Like I, it's like it sometimes it doesn't make sense to me still because it's such a concentrated space. And I'm like, why do you need to do this? But I do see the value in it once you are genuinely interested in the person behind all their accolades or their job title it's like who are you as a person and then if you really play to that curiosity and just being I just want to learn I think it really does it definitely does have higher ROI so yeah make your connections put yourself out there and even if you don't get that certain job or internship make things happen for yourself and do something like on your own 
I know a lot of people, including me, we always think that we have nothing to offer to the professionals, but they have a lot of insights or help to us. So I'm just wondering, how would you overcome this kind of mindset? It's so funny because if you think about the professionals, they literally were in your position before, you know, every master starts as an amateur and it's the only, the only way to, to be on the road to mastery is to just start something, anything. And I think when you come as a student, you have this fresh perspective. And I think when you come from a place of, I just want to learn from you, I want to volunteer my time to do X, Y, Z for you, or kind of just shadow you. And I think more, more times, often than not, people are more open to helping people than a lot of people realize because they've also been in your position before. So I think it's, it's also very flattering when someone asks you to like have a coffee chat. You could be kind of nervous and be like, I don't really have value to bring, but trust me, you do. Like you, you might not even know it. And I think believing that you at least have the, the want to give the effort is also enough. Sometimes it's not even, it's not even the hard skills. It's really the skills and being able to say that you're willing to learn. And I think that's more than enough. So I guess that's all my questions. Thank you so much, Angela, for being here and providing such helpful and insightful tips, advice, expertise. We learned so much about the PR industry, how marketing is a powerful tool to connect emotionally with customers and storytelling is definitely critical in marketing overall. Again, thank you, Angela. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.